Welcome to Reflection of Us at the Cube. I'm Reagan. I'm Langston. And today we're interviewing Amanda Morgan, social worker and Yoruba priestess. Thank you for joining us. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. What were your spiritual beliefs as a youth? So as a kid, I grew up in a Baptist church, so I was a Christian, um, and from very young, so from like five all the way to college. Um, and when I went to college, after, after college actually, um, I wanted to explore more things. Um, I wanted to know more about African spirituality as African people, so I started to research some things other than Christianity. Okay. How did you find out about Yoruba culture? I had a friend who said that they did readings, and I didn't quite know what that meant. And so when I asked, they explained to me that they were involved or practiced African spirituality, which I had really never heard of. And so from that, I started to research in the, for a number of years. And then I um, met another person who was a priestess, and she did a reading for me. Can you explain what Yoruba culture is? So I'm glad you're asking that question that way because Yoruba culture is different from Yoruba religious practice, and sometimes they go together and sometimes they don't. So Yoruba is a tribe of people in Nigeria, in Western Africa. There are also other tribes in um, Nigeria. Most popular ones are Igbo and Hausa. Um, But Yoruba is a very large group. Um, That tradition, they have plenty of people in in Yoruba land, is what they call it, in that area of Nigeria, practice Christianity. There's also a lot of Muslims there. And so just because you are from there doesn't mean that you practice this particular tradition, right? But the traditional religion um, actually comes from there and has spread all over the world. Um, And they call it different things in different countries because of language. So that's kind of that other way that culture and spirituality go together. Um, And so Yoruba culture is huge. I mean, there's tons of things I could say, right? Um, but I'll point out a couple of things um, that I think cross over into um, the religion. And so one of those things, for example, is um, there's a word called deference. It kind of means respect, like respect of elders, right? And so something that's cultural for Yoruba um, folk is to um, what they call prostrate before elders. So when they walk, like you're a young person, you walk in the room and they're elders or older people, people older than you in the room, then you would, boys would get down on the ground and like lay flat. And, and then that's like saying, I'm showing you respect. Um, for girls and women, you might just get on your knees and put your head to the ground, or you might just kind of, I don't want to say curtsy, but like um, bow a little bit. And so that's not just religious, that's cultural. So even if you're not in the religion, you might still do that, like to your mom or your grandpa or your, your uncle. Like, that's a thing. You, were, you participated in the Baltimore Uprising in 2015. What was your involvement? So a couple of things. Um, saw what was going on, obviously, on TV and kind of in community. And so myself and a couple of other social workers and 
people in community, not just social workers. Um, we went to Pennsylvania Avenue and North, the you know, the intersection, and there were people there um, um, protesting and demonstrating. Um, and we wanted to be uplifting. It was pretty heavy, right, um, to know that this thing happened and that it was by the police. And so we wanted to make sure that people's spirits were lifted. And so when we got there, there was people already there drumming and making music. And so we decided, we did two things, actually. We decided to start a dance circle. And so the drums was already happening. So we did a dance circle. Some of us burned sage, um, which is an herb with cleansing properties to kind of clear the energy. And I also brought a a spray bottle of mint water that I made because herbs, different leaves and plants have different properties for healing. And mint is one that just like that crystal we talked about is one that uplifts you and makes you feel better and, and brings you joy. And so we wanted to put that in the space. Hmm. So my question is, what is a Yerba priestess and why did you become one? So a priestess in uh, Yoruba traditional religion is really a person who has what they call initiated to a deity. Do you all know what deity is? Like it's another word for spirit or God, not God itself, but just a God. Right. And so in Yoruba um, practice, there are several deities. There are kind of a core group of maybe seven or nine that are main ones, but they're hundreds more, right? And so to initiate just means to devote yourself in your life to that particular deity, studying that deity, um, worshiping for some people, praying to, like it's your practice. Um, So you are a priestess once you do that. That doesn't mean that you necessarily have like responsibilities you know, like a pastor of a church has responsibilities, right? Or a reverend might have responsibilities. When you initiate, it's really just for you. And it's a way to make sure that your destiny for your life is straight and good. And and so you might be a priestess that has a a, a house. They don't, we don't say church. So it's like a house it's called an ile. And ile, ile is the word for house in Yoruba language. Um and you might run an ELA kind of like a pastor, but some people, their ministry, like for me, I'm still figuring it out, but I think it has a lot to do with me being a social worker and what I do as a helper and a healer, I think it's totally connected. So I'm still figuring it out. And I want to point out, because I wore them on purpose for you guys, that these are called elekes. Elekes are spiritual um, beads. And it just says that it tells the community that I am a devoted, you know, practitioner to certain deities. And so this one is for the the deity named Ifa, this green and and, and you'll see my bracelet matches that one. And this is called an E-Day. It is not a bracelet. Let me correct myself. It just means a spiritual bracelet. This is Eshu. Eshu is another deity. And this green and yellow is Oshun. And she is my mother deity. Um, and these, not the big ones, but these little ones are brass E-Days. They're brass spiritual bracelets for Oshun because her element is brass. So I wear them because I honor her and I, you know, I pray to her and those types of things. 
kind of like some people wear crosses, right? They Christians wear a cross on their necklace. It's kind of the same. What impact does this spirituality have on black people? So this particular traditional religion, you know, one might say that we, you know, we, you know, we came to America through the transatlantic slave trade in terms of black people, right? And so we had our ways of connecting to God. So let me also say that spirituality is understanding that there is a higher power, right? Or some type of higher energy. People call that different things. Religion is the way that you connect to that higher power. And so people do that differently. People go to church, people go to a mosque, People go to Ile, right? And so we came here. We were brought here forcibly. And we had a way to connect to God when we got here. But when we got here, we were given Christianity as a way to keep us enslaved, right? And so true to form, because Black people are really magical and just really naturally spiritual, we took what they gave us and we made it work for us. We took what they gave us and we use certain things about it, and it helped us to thrive even through very hard and very terrible times. And so I'll give you an example. We were given, there are these songs in in Christianity called Old Negro Spirituals. If you ever read the words to some of them, there was one I used to sing in college. It was in the gospel choir. And the the lyric was, keep your hand on the plow and hold on. Basically, it was saying, keep working the fields, person. Um, And they would say in the song, it's like, if you have to keep working to the fields for God to get to heaven, when really it was just white people trying to keep us working the fields, right? But black people turn this same music and this same God into things that help them to get out of slavery and through civil rights and continue to use spirituality. It's how we find hope when we're not sure about something. I think you all were talking about faith, right, Imani? Um, and so faith is believing in something that you can't quite see, but you feel and you use it to push you and be hopeful, if that makes sense. I hope I answered the question. So how does that faith help the black community right now? It gives people something to look forward to. You could say that I have faith in crystal magic. You could say that, right? Because if you don't believe that these things will work for you, then they won't, right? So we have the ability to manifest. Do you know that word? Like manifest means I have the ability to think so positively and push all this positive energy towards something that I want to achieve or become or do that it happens. And so I think today Black people use spirituality to have hope to believe that things can be better for them, specifically like their families or even our whole community. Um, And it grounds us. We talked about that crystal grounding us, right? But sometimes when, because life happens, life's always going to happen. There's always going to be a hard thing. That's just life. So in those hard things happen, it helps us stay connected and we don't we might not worry as less we might worry less I should say and we might rely on that to push through something that's tough 
Will Yoruba culture help black Americans in the future? Well, I, I don't have an exact answer to that, but what I will say is that there are more and more young people who are deciding to learn more about um, other African religions. Um, most of us have grown up either Christian or Muslim in America, most of us. And so I think people are looking for some connection to their ancestry and looking for connection to that makes sense for us as black people. And so I think it will have an impact because I think more people will connect to it. How will you continue to use the Yoruba culture in, to help your community? That's a good question. So I mentioned that I think my um, work as a priestess is very much connected to being a social worker, right? And so um, one of the things that I am very interested in is making sure that black moms um, are you know, seen as whole human beings. I think black people have not been treated like we are humans for a long time, um, kids included. And so this spiritual practice reminds me all the time that not only are we human beings, but I think black people are absolutely magical. And we have things in our ancestry and our DNA that we need to, we can tap into. And so I don't, I like to respect what types of religious practices people choose to have because we all have free will. You can choose. But what I will say is that whatever I do in my work as a social worker, I will absolutely make sure that it is from an African perspective, that it um, empowers black people all the time and that it goes against any type of um, anything that is damaging or harmful to black people, I'm going to fight against that. And that's very much connected to who I am as a priestess. Thank you for listening to Reflectionless at the Cube. I'm Reagan. I'm Langston. Reflectionless is production of Son of a Dream Services and Multimedia Resources. Our theme music is by JSOL for BSM Productions. Be sure to subscribe to Reflectionless Podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Also be sure to visit our website at www.reflectionless.org. Thank you for your support.